Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Everybody loves Ray. makes me feel just makes me feel great when I hear this song because when it's played on this radio station I know what's dead ahead let's go out to the uh, fan hotline it's presented by Sullivan Super Service Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years and welcome in my pal from the PG does a fabulous job covering the Steelers I'm talking about one Raymond Fittipaldo how are you Raymond good morning Ron I'm doing well well, Mike Tomlin spoke yesterday, and I, I, I believe you, along with just about everyone else there yesterday, thought it might have been the most revealing and, and honest and heartfelt that he's ever been in one of those settings. Uh, what jumped out at you most about what he had to say? Uh, you know, Ron, my three biggest takeaways, and there are a lot of sidebars um, to that as well that, you know, we could talk about um, – later on or, you know, even in coming weeks. But to me, the fact that he's going to go outside the organization for his next hire, um, how strongly he talked about the extension. I think somebody asked him, how long do you want to do this? Or what's your passion level? And he said, it's intensified. So he's here for the long haul. And then the third was, uh, Kenny Pickett is QB1, but – there's going to be competition. And it sounded like if Mason Rudolph is back, and they said they they want him back, if he is back, that might look something like a true competition, um, you know, starting in OTAs. All right, let's go with Tomlin first. You know, I thought maybe it was time to go in another direction. 17 years is a long time. Seven years without a playoff win. Three and, what, 13 years. Are you glad he's back? Is it good for the organization? How do you? Where do you come down on that, Raymond? You know, I mean, they're they're all about stability, Ron. You know that having having spent your entire life here, just as I have. Um, but you know, there was a time for Chuck Noll to move on, twenty three seasons. There was a time for Bill Cowher to move on, fifteen seasons, and Mike is right in the middle of that. So they've made their call, and now I think. And I wrote about this yesterday. This is the biggest hire of his life, this offensive coordinator, because he doesn't get it right this time. And basically, you could look back and say they just wasted three years, if, if you want to be frank right. about it. Um, if he doesn't get it right this time, he's probably going to suffer the same fate as Noel. And he probably won't get to 23 years. So this is huge for him. Um, he, he's, you know, the, he has to go out. He said he's. He's willing to learn. He's open this time. So um, I think he's going into into it with a little bit of a different frame of mind, and I think that's good. And, um, you know, we'll see if he gets it right this time. 
you uh, mentioned the new offensive coordinator. He said he's going to be in charge. Of the, uh, he, Omar, and also Art II yeah. will be the guys who hire that guy. Yeah, his yeah. last two coordinators were promoted, right? Uh, after Todd yeah. Haley left, uh, Randy Feetner was promoted, and then uh, obviously <clears throat> uh, Matt Canada promoted. I just wonder, is it how much is a quarter quarterback ha- handcuffed by the coordinator or maybe the coordinators yeah. aren't any good because of the quarterback. I don't think they can right. win if they just bring back Rudolph and Pickett. I, right. I just don't. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that. I think they got to go out and try to find a veteran. Yeah, I mean, I think they have a because he was a number 20 overall pick. They have a desire to see what he looks like with a different OC and a different quarterbacks coach for better or for worse. I, you know, a lot of the people in that building might have already made determinations about him, but I think they they don't want to just give it two years and then cut ties and um, like bring in a guy like Russell Wilson or somebody like that. So I don't I don't get the sense that they're going to go in that direction, Ron. Um, when he was asked directly yesterday if his quarterback is on the roster, now he said yes. Um, there's not much wiggle room there. You know they can. You know, if, if Mason doesn't come back, then, yeah, maybe they could, you know, they can go out and get, uh, you know, get another veteran to come in and and push him. But I, I don't know if it would be like a Russell Wilson type or a lot of people in the last couple of days have brought up Baker Mayfield. I don't know if it would look like that. So, or, or Kirk Cousins. I saw the Kirk guy. I think, I think it was Damian Woody say they'd absolutely be a Super Bowl contender with uh, Kirk Cousins. I don't know how that can work, though. I don't know how they can make that work. Oh, he's 37, and he's coming off an Achilles tendon injury, which, you know, I mean, you know, we're talking about that with Cam Hayward, you know, a guy who's 35 coming off injuries. It usually doesn't get better. When your body starts to break down, um, and I know quarterbacks are a little bit different than linemen, but when your, your body starts to break down, it's usually the start of it and not the end of it. So, um, and Kirk Cousins has, has always been a guy who's wanted to max out his contracts. I don't get the sense now that he's 37 that he's going to be looking to, um, you know, give any kind of a discount offer either. So, um, you know, I, I just don't see that, Ron. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Um, this front office does go about it in a different manner than, than Kevin Colbert did. I, I think we all know that. So maybe there is something up their sleeve here. But as we sit here today on, January nineteenth. Um, I don't. I don't get the sense that they're going to look real hard for another quarterback to come in and um, challenge them to, you know, to to be QB one. All right. Let's assume Pickett and Mason are back. Is is that good enough? You know, I I heard Tomlin ask yesterday. Do you feel like you're ahead of where you were at this point last year? And he goes, absolutely. I don't. I don't feel that way because. I thought Pickett finished the season fairly strong last year. The the drives against the Raiders and the Ravens, they went 7-2 and two down the stretch. I thought Pickett got worse this season instead of better. So I'm not quite willing to say I think they're better than they were a year ago. How about you? Yeah, I mean, can he feel better about 52 positions on the roster and still say what he said about even knowing that Kenny didn't progress? I mean, maybe he feels really strongly about the development – um, of the offensive line in the running game. I mean, there were some positives in the second half of the season, but Ron, I mean, in, in many respects, you are right. I mean, in the NFL, it comes down to the play of your quarterback. And Kenny Pickett 
in his, I forget how many starts he had now, probably. 25, 10, I believe. 25. And what did he have this year? 10 or 12? Well, 20, yeah, 25 total. Yeah, 25 total. And, um, you know, he threw like six touchdown passes. I know he didn't turn the ball over, but it was a very conservative brand of offense that they were asking Kenny Pickett to play. Now, he was also asked yesterday, you know, was it too buttoned up? Was it too conservative? You know, they let Mitch and Mason play one way, and they didn't let Kenny play that way. So maybe, maybe that's part of it, too. I mean, there's so many layers um, to this story. We could discuss it for days, but uh, I just get the sense, Ron, that they're going to bring the new OC, and they're going to tell him he, they're going to work with Kenny Pickett, and they're going to see if they can make it work for one year. And then if it doesn't work after one year, then they're going to have to move on and obviously go in a different direction. Uh, you talk about, you know, the bodies breaking down. And, I, you know, I think of Dermani Dawson when he was here. He went years and years. I don't think he ever missed a snap, a practice. And then all of a sudden I think he had a groin or a hamstring, and he never played again. It was just over for him. I'm wondering about Cam. I guess he got a little defensive on his podcast yesterday saying, I'm not retiring. You know, took a little offense like uh, – uh, Tomlin did about the timing of being asked about it. Well, what does he expect? Uh, this is when you guys are talking to him. He goes, I just got yeah. finished with a season that I couldn't run. And he goes, I'm coming back. You know, I'm not retiring. Yeah. They got to do something with that cap number though. Don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, he, he talked pretty, um, I forget the exact wording of his clip, but I, I don't think he came out and said, he's not going to take a pickup, but he was defensive that, he was going to be asked to take a pay cut. I mean, in, in reality, I think Cam knows deep down it's a cold business. Um, a guy coming off an injury plague season, two sacks. They're not going to endure a $22 million cap hit just to have him on the roster and hope that he gets back to form. So there will be an adjustment on his salary if he is back. If he, if he refuses to adjust his salary, then they'll, you know, they'll, they don't want to do this, but they would be forced to move on and, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, and that era of Steelers football, but it's just the cold reality of the NFL, Ron. I mean, injuries happen to guys late in their careers, father time catches up with them. And I think unfortunately for Cam, he's at that stage of his career. I, I think he can come back and play better if he is healthy, but that's a big unknown. And that's a big, um, that's a big risk to take in, in, in the business side of this. Um, if you're the Steelers. We're talking to Ray Fittipato of the Post-Gazette here on the Cook and Joe Show. Yeah, I love Cam. I think he's one of the greatest people uh, I've ever covered and been around. But he wasn't worth his money this year because of injury. He just wasn't. They did not get their bang for their buck with him this year. And I think this is the first time I can ever say that. Yeah, I mean, what? Double-digit sacks in 21 and 22. Dominant player inside. Um you know, he's always been a good good guy against the run, but um, what did the Bills have, 179 yards against that right. defensive front? I mean, the defensive front just isn't good enough. If you look at the way they're constructed, um, Ron, I, I still think they're reeling from that Stephon Tewitt, Javon Hargrave situation. They basically picked Tewitt over Hargrave. They couldn't afford Hargrave, and then Tewitt ups and retires, and they just haven't recovered from that. I mean, they got – you know, Cam's play, he's getting older. He's hes declining. Larry Ogunjobi is older. Um, what did he have, three sacks this year? Um, they're not used to that. And then, you know, the the other side that makes this so painful for them is 
They thought Isaiah Loudermilk could potentially be a replacement for Cam. That hasn't panned out. He's been an okay rotational player, but he's not a guy they feel like can step in and, and replace Cam. And then DeMarvin Leal, they use a third-round pick on him. I mean, Loudermilk at least was a fifth-round pick. Leal was a third-round pick. You expect those guys to develop into starters. And in the second half of his second year in the NFL, he was a healthy scratch. He couldn't get on the field. I mean, they were playing Armand Watts over him. So that defensive line room is really uh, – they, they really got to look at what they're doing there. They got to, you know, attack that in the offseason, probably use a high draft pick on one because – what we saw from that entire group this year just wasn't good enough. All right, Raymond, what did you make of Deontay Johnson saying he hopes Mason Rudolph wins the job <laughs> next year? That ought to make for an interesting dynamic with Pickett, I would think. Uh, yeah, I, I think it does. And, uh, you know, Tomlin was asked about that yesterday. He said, you know, competition is, is He good, danced around that question, I thought. He did. And, you know, uh, you know, those guys aren't going to be together again for a few weeks or a few months, but those guys always go to some sunny destination and throw like in March or April. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to go over. I, you know, I think if you would honestly ask any receiver in that locker room, they would probably favor Mason Rudolph at this point because they were better when he was in there. Um, so I, I think it's just, it's natural. It's probably, you know, he, if he had a do over, he probably wouldn't say it, but, um, you know, the passing game was better. The offense was better. They were scoring. I think it's it's human nature to, to stick with the guy who was helping you and who was helping the offense late in the season. I just thought the offense looked better with Mason. I, now, whether they opened it up a little more, I don't know. I, and it seemed to me, like you said, it seemed like the guys rallied around Mason more, that they seemed to play with more confidence with him out there. And I don't think that's a good sign for Pickett by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm still not totally ready to write him off, but I got to see so much more, Ray. And uh, it just seemed like a different attitude when Mason was in there. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's obvious he's a really good leader. Players gravitated towards him. You know, I think a lot of those players like it too. When you're a when you're a good soldier and you wait for your turn and you come in and you play the way he did. I think it's just naturally it happens that you're going to want to play for a guy like that too. So, you know, I I don't know why that didn't happen with Kenny Pickett, um, but the offense just really lacked in everything when he was in there. Um, You know, they couldn't score. They couldn't pass the ball. Even the running game struggled. So it was, um, and they bottomed out this year. They finished 28th in the league in scoring. That's the worst they've ever been in what was supposed to be a really important season for him year two. So, um, you know, Mike was very candid. This is a huge, huge year for Kenny and he's, uh, he's got to take advantage of it. If he doesn't, um, you know, he won't be here very much longer. Boy, they fell, you know, remember the excitement around here and, uh, yeah, I haven't got a little bit caught up in it. I think I changed my preseason prediction from eight to nine to nine and eight because of how good picking in the offense looked in the preseason Man, you realize the preseason doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't. Uh, vanilla coverages, you don't know who's playing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that. Uh, I, I remember, too, and Ron, it was good in, in training camp, too. He was very confident. Um, you know, the players seemed to think it was going to be a much better result, but uh, it wasn't, and uh, that's why we're in the position we're at right now. You know, they they got to – Hire a new OC, and they got to get this straightened out 
in fairly short order. I don't think, you know, they'll have a new guy in place by the senior bowl. You know, Michael go down there with the front office and they'll do that, that scouting and that aspect of it. But, you know, you want your new offensive staff in place by the combine. So really they only have about a month to get this all wrapped up. And it sounded like Mike was going to get started on that process pretty quick. And it has to happen pretty quick because you want those guys involved in every aspect of your offseason program. All right, Ray, my Sunday column I just threw out there. Uh, you know, if, if, if you don't look at them as a legit Super Bowl contender right now, and I don't, I, I would consider trading T.J. Watt. I don't think they will because I think they always look at themselves as a Super Bowl contender, even though they haven't won a playoff game in seven years. I, 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 would it be outrageous to at least consider that possibility? I mean, not for other organizations, but the Steelers aren't going to do that. Um, I understand they, that. I'm asking yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Khalil, I, I, I think the reason that that's uh, a thing is, that, you know, Khalil Mack it kind of worked out for both sides, right? I mean, you know, they, he was traded and it was a big haul and he's continued to play well, but, um, you know, it also worked out, you know, that uh, that they were able to rebuild and, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, kind of worked out for both sides. So, I, you know, I don't think that's going to happen with, with T.J. Watt. I, you know, my feelings are he's your cornerstone guy. Um, he's a leader. He's a captain. You don't trade a guy like that. You just try to build around him and try to get a quarterback situation that's better than it has been because that's what's holding you back. I would not um, consider trading T.J. at this time. I think he's, he's too valuable on the field, and I think he's too valuable – um, oh, I mean, I know the record with him, I know without him, but I also know he's going to be 30. Uh, he's headed yeah. into his 30 year. And, I, you know, I, I laughed. I wrote about this, you know, in my column. I, I go back to Branch Rickey, the former Pirates general manager, telling uh, Ralph Kiner, the great Hall of Fame slugger, you know, we can lose with you, we can lose without you. They haven't yeah. won a playoff game in, in, what, seven years that TJ's been yeah. here? And I know he's Correct. a Hall of Famer, and I know uh, he, he could retire today, and I think he would be a Hall of Famer with, uh, you know, what he's done in the voting for Defensive Player of the Year. I just think it's something to consider. I would at least listen, Raymond, that's all. Yeah, I mean, the Hall would have to be – you would have to get – Two number ones, first, maybe? Two number ones, and maybe even – a two or a three, two. I mean, I, you know, just to even consider it because the way that guy takes care of his body, um, he could be in his prime for another three to four years. Um, so yeah, I, I would not do if, if I would consider, and I'm not. I might have to get uh, two ones plus a couple of other high picks. All right, Raymond. Real quickly, who do you like in the games? Let's start with uh, tomorrow, Houston at Baltimore. Who do you like? Uh, I can't go against the Ravens. I, you know, even though Lamar has had his struggles in the playoffs, and I, I think Houston's on the come. I think they're going to be really good. You know, maybe just a year ahead of schedule. So I'll go Ravens in that one. How about 49ers Green Bay? Green Bay looked tremendous yeah. at Dallas. 49ers <laughs> might be a step up, though. Yeah, I, 49ers are the best team in football, and I think they take care of business at home. How about Tampa and Detroit? Did you see? I saw a, a note yesterday. The average ticket price for that game in Detroit is almost twelve hundred bucks. Wow, uh, highest ever for a division round game. Now, obviously, it's a you know this is a even more maybe than the Pirates playing the Reds in the playoffs. 
in 2013. They're trying to win back-to-back playoff games for the first time since 1957 in Detroit. (laughs) Think about that. Yeah, I mean, the Baker story is good, but the Lions have a really good offense. Could be a high-scoring game, but I'm going to go with the Lions at home. I think that offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, being interviewed, I think I saw, by six of the seven teams with openings. You think he's a little bit hot, huh? I think that the whole program there, Dan Campbell's created something there that people want to copy. It's old-school football. You run the ball. um, Good offense. Yeah, I I think a lot of people want to mimic that. All right, then the last game is the good one, I think. Uh, uh, Casey and Buffalo Steelers, I guess, had at least an outside shot to win, although you can't find fall behind 21-0. Now Patrick Mahomes has to go to Buffalo, his first road playoff game, which is just staggering to me to think about. Who do you like? Well, if the Bills don't do it now, when are they going to do it? You finally get the, the Chiefs at home, um, another opportunity to play in front of your home fans. Um if they don't get it done, I think there could be changes up there, but I'm going to go with the Bills. Was it crazy, the atmosphere? Uh, we, uh, you know, I didn't make that game, but to, you could see it on TV, the snow flying every time they made a good play, and, man, the snow yeah. was flying a lot because they made a lot of good plays. Yeah, they did 21 nothing. tough for the Steelers to overcome, and uh, I tweeted out a few videos of, uh, you know, the snow. They got, like, 10% of the stadium ready. The rest it was just people either sat on snow laid on snow, or they stood the entire game. It was a wild, wild scene. Well, I'm glad you made it up and back safely, and I appreciate the time as always. Have a great weekend. Now, you're off until when? Uh, uh, July, right? You have nothing to do? You just take all the time off like the players? You know, it was funny. Mike said his stomach turns about going to Mobile, and I'm thinking in my mind, yeah, I feel the same way. i got to head out there in one week. So. <laughs> Ray, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Enjoy the games this weekend, and have a great weekend, man. All right, Ron. I'll see you. All right. The great Ray Fittipaldo, and I mean that. He does such great work for the Post-Gazette. And, uh, you know, don't tell anyone, but he's my favorite. All the people I work with, don't tell anyone. Ray is my favorite. All right. Fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. You can visit them at southhillskia.net. When we come back, I'm going to ask you, uh, get your reaction to Tomlin yesterday, what he said about Pickett, what he said about Rudolph, what he said about going out for an offensive coordinator, what he said about how he is always on go and his drive to win is even intensified. He said a lot there. I'm going to let you react to it uh, and also ask you about the possibility, would you even consider trading T.J. Watt? It isn't going to happen, but I don't know that T.J. Watt's going to win a ring here. And I don't agree with Tomlin that the Steelers are close to being a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Do you? They haven't won a playoff game in seven years. Are they close to being a legitimate contender? I don't think so. I'd love to hear from you. 412-928-9370. Sean, uh, don't call me Seth Myers on the other side of the glass. Ready to hook you up. Make you a little bit of a radio star here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, we talk about Tomlin and, and, and the, the respect that his players have for him, the love they have for him. Marquise Pouncey uh, via Twitter or whatever social media, I don't know what a Twitter Facebook, whatever, uh, responded to Tomlin saying yesterday that one of his regrets in coaching is he wasn't able to make Marquise Pouncey a world champion because he is one. And Pouncey responds, uh, thank you, Coach T, means the world, uh, but never regret it, Coach. You made me a champion at life. I'm uh, forever thankful. So uh, Marquise Pouncey makes it known pretty clearly what he thinks about uh, Mike Tomlin and uh, playing for him. Pouncey never, you know, got to the Super Bowl his rookie year in 2010. He was hurt. He didn't get to play against Green Bay. They lost that game. And uh, uh, really have won three playoff games since then. Pouncey was a part of three playoff wins. Just not good enough, I don't think. I want to hear from you. You didn't get a chance yesterday. I had Chris Hoke on after the Tomlin press conference. I want to let you have a chance to react to, to, to what Tomlin said about the quarterbacks, the offensive coordinator, job, his own motivation. I'm always on go, he says. Uh, Cam Hayward says he's coming back, uh, but doesn't really want to take a pay cut. At least that's the indication. And I also threw out there the possibility of trading T.J. Watt. I don't think there's any chance it would happen. Uh, But I don't think the Steelers are close, so I would at least look into it and consider it. How about you? 412-928-9370. Sean, don't call me Seth Myers on the other side of the glass. Sean, set us up. Who's up? We are going to start with Jim in the car. Hi, Jim. Ron, good morning. Good morning. Nice to talk to you. You too. uh, The only thing the Steelers need, they need one thing and one thing only, and that's a transfusion. This this team, I'd get rid of Hayward, Fitzpatrick, and T.J. Watt. You know, nine and seven, and nine and eight doesn't cut it in this league. Well, I don't all. know. You say get rid of them. What do you do? You're going to cut them? You better get something back for them. They're all pros. Oh, I, would def- I would I would definitely put them on the trade block. I wouldn't give them away. Well, I don't if think somebody... Cam, I don't think Cam's going to bring you anything at this point of his career. Only because well, you... only because he's just he's getting older and his body's breaking down. And man, what a career he had here! But I mean, well, I would I would listen to about what what would bring you a big return. Well, even if they don't, even if they kept Hayward, he's got a big cap, doesn't he? Well, they're going to have to do something with that, adjust it somehow. Um, they can give him a, they can give him another year and make the cap hit less, or you know he's just going to have to take less because he just he, he's not worth uh, you know what his cap hit is now. Well, I don't think he or uh, Fitzpatrick uh, either one of them. First, they're always hurt. I mean, they they lose 
a lot of games during well, the year. Cam is not only Cam was hurt one year. He tore his pec muscle, uh, and that was it. He's played almost every game. Now, this year he had that groin from the first game. He missed some. Minka missed some, too. And, and thanks, yeah. Jim, for the call. I don't think I'd call either one of those guys injury-prone yet, though, because uh, uh, they both played a lot, a lot of games. Sean, who's up? We're going to go out to Long Island to hear from Robert. Hello, Robert on the island. How are you? Hello, Ron. This is indeed pleasure, and thank God for the Odyssey app. I'm a transplanted New Yorker um, um, who's been rooting for the Steelers since 1976. I have a um, – the thing about Mike Tomlin that I want to say is, fine, yes, he's won 17 um, seasons with winning seasons, which is an amazing accomplishment. Well, not all not all winning. He just – they were 8-8 eight and eight a few times. Yeah. He just had okay, no, no, no losing, no seasons, losing seasons, right. Yes, but um, – to me, going seven straight years without winning a playoff game to me is getting old, and um, I, I, I'd like to see. I would like to see um, them go in a different direction. But what I really want to see is on the offensive coordinator route. I would love to see them go after one of these young hot assist, young hot assistants like um, uh, that Clint Kubiak or uh, somebody like that to take over the offense. Well, I would too. I, they need some fresh blood. They need some new yeah. line of thinking. And Tomlin, whoever he hires, has got to let him do the job, right? He's got to yeah. let him do the job. Tomlin's a defensive guy. Him do that. I don't know either. Um, I have I have concerns about that. But uh, I, I would hope whoever he hires. And I just, you know, I, I'm impressed that he said, you know, we need to go outside. We need a new voice in here. And I agree mm-hmm. with him. He said the right things, but I don't know if I trust him completely. Well, that's true, too. Uh, yeah. That's a, true, too, Robert, especially you know, yeah. there'll be a quarterback competition. I don't know. I think he's pretty much wed. I think he's wed to Kenny Pickett, you know? Yeah, I, I think so, too. And I, I just um, I liked what I saw to Mason Rudolph because I really liked Mason Rudolph a lot. I liked him when they drafted him out of Oklahoma State because I think he had a first-round grade that they drafted him in the third round. Well, that's round. what they said. They, they said, but yeah. – it never really worked out that way. This was the best Mason has played. Thanks, Robert. Have a great day on the island. Stay safe. Let's move on, Sean. We're going to move on to Jim in Greensburg. Hello, Jim. How are you? Good morning, Ron. I have two quick things for you. First of all, uh, I hear this about Mahomes never having a road playoff game. Technically, that's not true. I know he played against Tampa in that's the Super exactly. Bowl, but that was a exactly. neutral site game. I'm sorry. I'm no, not it counting that. It absolutely game, was a neutral site okay. game, Jim. The, the, the tickets one. are divided up uh, for okay. the Super Bowl, so I'm not giving okay. them that. No, it was a neutral okay. site game. Okay. It ain't going to be. Ne- it is not going to be neutral site in Buffalo on Sunday. No. I can tell okay. you that. Fine. Fine. I hear your point. I disagree with you, but let's move to the next one. The next one is this. I hear all this criticism about Pickett. I want you and Joe sometime to maybe thrash this one around. 1983, when they had an opportunity to pick up Dan Marino, had Marino been drafted by the Steelers, I believe he would have been in under as much, if not more, scrutiny than Pickett is in now. And I'm not so sure he would have ever gone to a Super Bowl. I'm talking about now playing with the 83 Steelers, 84 Steelers, that time right around there. Had he been drafted by the Steelers, would he not have received the same kind of criticism that Pickett's receiving now? Well, first of all, would've. first of all, Marino only went to one Super Bowl anyway uh, in Miami, 
Um, I'm not even going to begin to compare my uh, Marino and Pickett because I think Marino is light years better than Pickett is. And I don't think Pickett has been under much scrutiny here uh, since, until late in this season. I think he's got a pass because he's from Pitt. If he'd have played this well coming out of Oregon or Texas Tech or somewhere, I think the criticism would be twice as much. So we can agree to disagree on a couple topics, Jim. Thank you for your call. Sean, who do we have next? DJ in Pensacola, Florida. I bet it's warmer there, although it's chilly in Florida right now too, isn't it, DJ? Ron, we struggle to get out of the 40s this week. Oh, that's life. It's a nightmare. That's, you know, that's you better light the fires and put on the heavy sweaters, right? Yes, sir. The the, the banana trees are wilting. The palm trees are turning (laughs) yellow. And, and more importantly, we don't we don't have pants. Yeah, I know, I know that. Okay, Deej, what do you got, man? Well, hey, first off, Ron, uh, first time calling in. Uh, you know, I would just want to say, with the passing of Stan Stadmer, you guys are uh, the epitome of sports talk in this town. Well, that's very uh, kind no- of you to say. I miss Stan too. Go ahead, quickly. Um, could could talk about uh, Tomlin all day long, but uh, the end of that first half in Buffalo is the microcosm of what's wrong with Mike Tomlin. He's just. Uh, He's like a deer in the headlights. Um, I think it's a long past time for him to move on. And real quickly, I touch on Kenny Pickett. Check down Kenny. I'm not a hater, but he just doesn't possess it. Um, my dad was a quarterback, and he always told me, watch a quarterback's head. Watch him go through his progressions. And uh, you watch Kenny's head. It's, it's like he's got a neck brace on. He goes immediately. If his uh, primary is covered, he goes right to his check down which is usually three yards behind the line of scrimmage. And uh, I'm excited that Tomlin's going to go outside the organization. I hope he uh, holds to his word. Oh, I think he's definitely going to go outside. And thanks, DJ. Enjoy Florida. I think he's definitely going to go out of the organization and hire a coordinator. We'll see who it is and what the guy can do with Pickett, Rudolph, whoever they have at quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not impressed by Pickett yet in 25 starts. I had Brian Billick on Yesterday, the old Ravens coach, Super Bowl winner, saying that you, you should know what you have after 25 starts. And I don't think the Steelers still know what they have. Um, I don't like it so much, but we'll see if Pickett can bounce back next year. And as far as your talk about not calling timeout at the end of the half, I didn't understand it either. Buffalo didn't have a punter. He was hurt. I don't know if the Steelers didn't realize that the punter was hurt. Um, I, I think Tomlin blew that clock management uh, at the end of the half, definitely. Sean, who do we got? We're going to go to a familiar voice, Anthony in Oakland. All right. Hey, Anthony, I haven't talked to you all week. How are you? Oh, I've been incognito, Ron. Okay. That's okay. You, you. I'm glad you're out of it, and I'd love to hear your opinions. What do you got? Um, I, like a lot of folks, was ready to move on from Mike Tomlin. I've been here following this team since Bill Austin. And I, I always said, I remember calling you guys two years ago and said, things get stale after a while, and they, they, they tune you out. Since he's not leaving, uh, this, this offensive coordinator position has to be uh, done correctly. And I, like others, have, I've been calling for Clint Kubiak for years now. Uh, plus, I want his brother. His brother is the assistant, Clay Kubiak, the assistant quarterback coach to Brian Greasy out there. And, uh, He's the one who who specifically worked with uh, Purdy, get him up to par. So I I want them both here. Uh, and he, to to me, Clint Kubiak would could be the uh, successor to uh, Tomlin. That's how good of a coach he is. 
he's really what, what he did in Minnesota. What he's been doing, you know, he worked with his father when they won the 2015 Super Bowl. So he's he's got a lot of experience in that West Coast offense. Well, there's no doubt. I, I, I want somebody young like that, somebody with fresh ideas. And you know what, Anthony? Not just hiring him, but let him do his job, right? Let him do his job. And, you know, Tomlin, you know, obviously has a heavy say in the defense. I hope he allows the next offensive coordinator to do his job. also want a new defensive coordinator. People have to realize, you know, they changed defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators around here under Noel and, and, and Cowher. Cowher did it every couple of years. Did it every couple of years. I don't understand why Tomlin gets wedged to these guys because you need a fresh fresh set of eyes and, and see what's going on and catch up with the new stuff. But, but Ron, Achilles heel is an inside linebacker. Have to get in this draft a young stud inside linebacker. They have never recovered from the injury to Shazier. Nope, they and haven't. It, it bites them every year. It, they people destroy the middle of the field every year. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, what do you think? Would you listen to trade talk for T.J. Watt? Absolutely not. He's the Joe Green of this generation. Okay. This man is except no, Joe I, Green I, won know, Super Bowls. This guy hasn't won a playoff game. That's a big difference, though. From six from sixty nine until seventy four, didn't win a Super Bowl either. They they got the if, as long as you keep building around TJ and Highsmith, you'll be fine. Because you can't play a three four if you don't have those those no, cornerstone you know, linebackers. I'm that's, not saying they should do it, but I would definitely listen. Anthony, thanks, man. You survived this winter. We'll look forward to talking to you again. Okay. Everybody. All right. Who next to Sean? We are going to go to Nate in Wilkesbury. Hey, Nate. How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm cold, Ron. Well, uh, you and me both. I don't like this weather at all. Yeah. Uh, I, real quick, because I know we're probably getting to the end of the segment. I just want to echo uh, your sentiments about uh, everybody loves Raymond. Um, he's absolutely. I, I enjoy every segment, but I he's absolutely my favorite. Well, he's um, great, man. I, Thank you. Yeah. He, He's the only one I, I set my lawn for, except for you, Cookie. That's well, right. you're very get... kind. What do you got for me from Wilkes-Barre? Yeah. Um, first off, I you know I try not to watch uh, press conferences and post-game reports live. I like to go back where I can pause it and contemplate. And I didn't like Tom's response when asked about uh, is Kenny Pickett number one, and he he said yes, but there will always be competition. Like, well, there wasn't competition this this past season I thought there should have been and his answer really should have been there will be competition uh, period and we'll go from there uh, and with him coming back uh, a few days later with this, this cheesing grin on his face I, I never saw that like I, I, I'm just not comfortable with that and as far as like trading you know T.J. Watt or Cam Hayward uh, those are two that they're generational. Well, T.J. Watt is a generational player, and Cam Hayward has done too much for this team. Uh, and this team. you just don't trade players like that. I would listen just so I don't play the what if game, but I would listen. But no. All uh, right, Nate. Trade, Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I would definitely listen because they haven't won a playoff game since T.J.'s been here, despite his greatness. And if you get two first-round picks for him. I think you have to listen. The 50-minute mark on the fan is brought to you by brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township, where they're celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. You also can join Doug Whaley and 93.7 The Fan at Ala Familia's 
Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge as we host a great night of cigars, fun, and football talk. It's Monday, January 29th from 6 to 8. You get dinner, a cigar, and a drink with your specially priced ticket, just $93.70 plus tax and gratuity. Only 25 are available for this exclusive event. Call the restaurant and join Doug at 93.7 The Fan at Ala Familia's Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge. The number is 412-488-1440. All right, we'll continue the Steelers talk in just a bit. When we come back, I'm going to check in with Bob Grove, talk a little Penguins with him. Uh, you know, obviously now with football over, uh, a lot of attention turns to the Penguins, and uh, certainly my attention will turn to them. So we'll talk to Grove when we come back. Thank you for finding me on this cold, snowy uh, Friday morning. I appreciate it. I know you got a lot of uh, options on your dial, and I love it that you have it tuned in to Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 